afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. It's April the 28th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad that you could join us today if it's your first time. Welcome and thank you for giving us a shot. We talk about video games, movies, television, and everything in between. And then at the end of the show, people ask us questions and we attempt to answer them, usually poorly, but if we didn't, it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining. Before we start this show, we have a very important question that we ask each week. In fact, it's the most important question of every single week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Um, it's actually a pretty good week this week. Uh, I uh, went and saw a dietitian, um, so did that. You got um, in to see a dietitian before the age of 40? It happened? I did. I did. Okay. It took, it, I mean, I, was, I had to wait about three and a half weeks or so before we could see her, but... Hey, that's not bad. Uh, got it. Um, yeah, she's, uh, she's very confident that we can get my stomach back to uh, its normal glory. Um, and it's already... I'm already feeling a lot better um, mm. from some of the stuff that she recommended and different things. So she said it could take three weeks to a month before, like, you know, things really start, you know, uh, getting back to normal normal three weeks Uh, is like the universal constant for all things body related it's a fucking weird thing yeah uh so yeah we're we're trying that out um if this doesn't work then we're gonna try something else but uh so far so good awesome i've been feeling better just in general so yeah uh you're looking better you're looking rested the uh, you don't have you don't have but you know baggage under your eyes this week you're looking like you've got some decent sleep looking like you're feeling better in the stomach you've got a picasso to your right Oh yeah, that's uh, that's Kai. He uh, he drew me a picture yesterday. He said, "This is me." You know what? It's pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. And and <laughs> and I don't know. Is that is that a beard or 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 is that a mask on your face? I don't know exactly what it is. It it, it might be a mask. It might it be a beard. Looks like it's, it. It is. The eye of the beholder, you know? It's true. It's true. Jim Carrey has been doing lots of crazy shit. Maybe uh, maybe Kai's right behind him. You never know what you're going to get. I like it. Taking after his mom with the arts. I dig it. I dig it. So is that one... Do you you have, like, the new fridge? Is it magnetic? Because so many fridges now aren't fucking magnetic, which is annoying because Uh, you can't hang macaroni art on a fridge without magnetic... I don't actually know if our fridge is magnetic or not. We haven't put it anything on the fridge mm. um but somebody gave me a really cool idea on the stream yesterday okay um they said uh when they were younger yes they had drew a picture for their parents which was very similar to this right and then they had it his, his parents had it blown up so it was like the size of that there and then they <laughs> okay. framed it and put it in the house so <laughs> maybe i'll do that fire i like maybe the idea i like the idea you know what else another idea that i've seen people do before is they'll take their the that like a, the picture that their child will draw, and then they'll commission an artist to do like a interpretation of that as like mm. a, a a slightly more uh, detailed drawing based on what they're seeing that the kid has produced, and then they have that as a mm. as a as a thing as well, um, and that's another popular thing. But that's awesome. That is that the first one. Is that is that a no no no? Oh, okay, he's, he's done this before. He's done. This oh, okay. Before. I was yeah, getting excited. I was like, oh, we got the first picture out on no. display. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, 
hang on to it all the same. Are you gonna be like, are you gonna end up being like my mom? There's a, a whole fucking box upstairs oh, of terrible sure. art. We keep all that stuff yeah, and yeah. horrible everything in a box yeah. that should be burned and never seen by any human being uh, ever again. <laughs> You say that now, but when you have your own kids, you'll be like, you're going to keep everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll do it for my kids. It's just that yeah. it's like one of those things that, like, you know, for your own for your own sanity, when you find out your parents have that box, you're like, oh, God, please no. And then, of course, they invariably bring it out when you get married or you have, like, your first real serious girlfriend. And you yeah. up, like one day you walk into the, the living room. Yep. Mom's yep. got the shit out. Like, oh, wasn't they so cute? Look at them naked <laughs> in the top when he was a baby. There you go. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't have a son to draw me anything, so this week didn't quite have as much excitement uh, on this end. Uh, we just uh, worked on the house and uh, and continued to get uh, a bunch of stuff done. So this week was just more, a lot more of the same. Uh, we put in, uh, we put in, what was it that we put in? We put in a bathroom, another bathroom fan, the one upstairs, the bathroom fan went in this week. And by that, I mean, we half put it in. It's technically in the ceiling, and it's got a hose attached to it. So the original fan that, that was there, you know, the house 35 years old, and back in the 80s, they thought that a 3-inch hose was enough air movement to do literally anything in a bathroom, despite the fact that clearly every time they would have taken a shower and turned the fan on, it was doing absolutely nothing but making noise. And so eventually and we discovered... Power. Yeah, and drawing power. Drawing power but accomplishing... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, uh, it, you know, in, in the future, we discovered that four to six is a much better choice. Four is usually okay for most bathrooms unless you get a real big one. And then you'll get like six inch fucking HVAC hose to be doing whatever monstrous bathroom you might have. But our first thought was, all right, so they had a, a roof vent for this one. It wasn't one that came out of the siding or anything like that. It just went because it's the top floor. It went to a vent out, uh, out of the roof uh, with a stack. And we're like, oh, okay, well, uh, this one that we bought has a four-inch hose, but it comes with an adapter for a three-inch step-down. So we'll just step it down at the uh, at the termination point at the roof, and then in the future, if we want to, if we don't get enough airflow out of that termination point, we'll just swap it out, and we'll drill a bigger hole in the roof and put a new vent in or, or whatever else. So we get up there, and our this might only mean, well, I'll try to explain it for those who don't maybe understand what this means. Jeff will know. So our roof pitch is 4, is <clears throat> four and 12, which means if you go up into the attic, for every four inches in towards the middle of the house, the roof goes up 12. And the lower the number, the lower the pitch or the lower the, the angle of your roof. And 4 and 12 is more or less as low as you can go before you have to actually change the structural form of the roof to allow for, uh, for various things, as well as changing the shingles that you use so that the water can't reverse back up underneath the shingles and, and enter the house. It's a very shallow roof. And Dad and I, neither of us are small men. Uh, dad's the smaller of the two, which isn't saying much because dad is like six foot two, two 230 pounds and I'm six foot six, 220. There's also the, at the, this point, it's who's the shorter of the two that goes up into the attic for some of these things, especially for this one. Cause the vent fan is only about four feet in from the edge of the roof. So there's maybe two and a half feet between the blown in insulation and the roof. And if you've ever been in an attic space, especially one that's not finished, uh, you'll know that it looks like Hellraiser. So every single fucking, like, two millimeters of that roof from shingle nails is just 
impaling doom everywhere you go. So if you raise your head and you're not thinking about what you're doing up there, or you stand up a little too much when you're trying to like shuffle yourself around, you're just like, how many versions of tetanus do you want to give yourself when you're up in an attic space? So dad gets his Tyvek suit on to crawl into this like blown in insulation that we've got. And for whatever reason, I mean, it's good for us, but they put a shitload of blown in insulation in that fucking attic. The shit looks like a ski hill when they're just like putting out fucking fake snow. There's like four feet worth of freaking blown in insulation. So dad gets up there and he's doing the breaststroke to try and get out to the edge of the fucking roof to get to this vent. We finally get it all pulled out, and that's when he discovers that the three-inch hose that's attached to that that uh, that vent at the top of the roof isn't really attached at all. It's kind of just hanging on by a thread. We don't even—it was like a wire of some co- of some kind, and there was tape there, but the tape wasn't doing anything. It was just fucking there, probably because the tape is older than I am, quite literally, thirty-five years old. And so when he pulled it down, he discovered, well, that hasn't been venting anything for years. Mm. And the the area around the vent in the roof, so the roof, the plywood in the roof, is just rotted in a circle from blowing moist air for like two decades into that cavity. And then when we took the hose out, I've got picture, I've got pictures of this. We took the hose out. You look into it on the bathroom end. It's just the usual. Oh, this is a really old fan. It's got a bunch of like yellowy dust bullshit in it. But on the other end, up by where it was at the roof, it is literally cancer in a fucking tube it's all black mold and like thick like if you were to like scrape that shit out it'd be like toothpaste fucking terrible and so i felt like i was like carrying so i needed a hazmat suit to carry the fucking pipe out we got it downstairs and threw it out cleaned it up as much as we can but the problem is now we don't have anything to attach this this new fan to so we actually have to buy instead of waiting we have to buy a new vent uh, for the roof and wait for good weather and then climb up on the roof and put a new hole up there and do it now instead of later, which we didn't really feel like doing because we already have enough work on our hands, but uh, it's just going to have to be done. So that was that was the big, the big uh, meme of this week. Oh, the other meme of this week was when we uh, put the dryer f- uh, vent on, which is the other thing we did this week. Um, when we cut open the wall for the exterior at the back of the house, we discovered that that blessed them back in 1980 the plywood that they used for the exterior wall is just shy of what you'd consider cabinet grade fucking plywood today when we cut it open and i looked on the inside of my wall i was like jesus take the fuck you take the gyp rock down and just stain that fucking exterior wall it looked even better than the gyp rock it was incredible i'd never seen anything like it now i took a picture of it and i posted it in uh in discord and the best examples that i saw were oh we need to turn that cavity into where you stash all of your cocaine which was probably not the bad, you know, bad idea. It would look good and it would be nice and dry, so maybe I will stash all of these zero cocaine that I have in my new cavity in the wall. Perfect. Uh, and that's it. That's my exciting week. And now it's time to talk about video games, Mr. Black. And by that, by that I mean get this one out of the way because you can't not talk about it. Elon Musk in a yo-yo investment strategy of the century. First he was buying it. Then it wasn't happening. Now it's happening again. Elon Musk has apparently successfully convinced uh, Twitter and the board, and by that I mean probably the rest of the investors that sent in complaints when they originally denied it and tried to do the uh, poison bullshit to stop the buyout from happening, said, hey, he's offering us way more than this shit's worth right now. What do you mean you're not going to accept that deal? Get your ass on it. And so they finally came back and said, okay, fine. We'll do it. We'll accept the bid. 
And so now Elon Musk is in the throes of actually buying Twitter. There are still some people wondering, and by people I mean some uh, investment uh, investigators, wondering if he will close out on the deal or back out on it, simply because they're wondering if he actually has the $21 billion in cash to cover his portion of the loans, uh, other than the loans. So this is a $44 billion cash deal, all cash from front to back. Uh, and uh, and in that portion, so the, the sectioning of that out is $21 billion is supposed to be of his own money, out of his own pocket, and then the rest of the $44 billion is via loans that he is likely getting off of collateral of the quadrillion stocks in his own companies that he has that are worth bajillions of dollars. And so he went to a bank and said, I want $23 billion, and the bank said, yes, and would you like us to suck your penis at the same time, Mr. Musk? And he said, no, thank you, I'm on a hiatus. So that's what we're wondering right now is does he actually have that much liquidity on his on hand that's not already tied up in stock or will he have to sell some of his Tesla stock to make up the rest of that uh, 21 billion dollars and so the question more or less becomes one of two things does he have it and if he doesn't is he going to be willing when he sits down and looks at it at the end of the day do I want to sell Tesla stock to cover the rest of it to buy Twitter to do the thing. Uh, and so that's what we're waiting for. Although, it, based on his Twitter presence in uh, the last few days, seems he's like he's buy it. seems like he's going to buy the the, yeah. the bitch out. So there you have it. Mr. Musk is uh, is going to move that into uh, into uh, into his own hands. I, everyone has an opinion on this shit. Um. I'm interested, even though, even though you don't really use Twitter uh, dramatically as a, as more than just a, a I guess a, a promotional tool. But how do you feel about uh, about uh, a Twitter buyout by one Mr. Elon Musk, Mr. Black? Do you feel like it moves the needle at all, or do you think this is just more the same, and then Elon's just pocketing this shit uh, because he can, uh, or uh, or what? Uh, what do you what do you think about the situation? Uh. Well, I mean, I think I talked about it on a podcast not too long ago where I was like, you know, this guy wants to, you know, get his own media company. He wants to, you know, he's he he, he doesn't like fake news. Similar uh, to Jeff Jeffrey Bezos. Um, so yeah, I I I think it's good. Um if he's do if he does what he says he's going to do and he makes it free speech. Um you know, to you know, that's how you have a democracy is free speech and let's be real twitter is controlled by the left pretty hard and their narratives um obviously the left is not happy at all about this uh the right pretty happy about this um a lot of them were scared that donald trump was going to come back on twitter before the next election apparently donald trump does not want to come back to twitter he's got his own social media platform whether he does come back or not for a period of time during the election season, we'll see. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect me all that much. I mean, I just use Twitter to use Twitter. Um, but, you know, obviously it's got a lot of people concerned and scrambling. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't, uh, similar to you, you know, I, Twitter is by far my most used social media platform in terms of me actually interacting with the platform. It's not like I, it's not like my job depends on Twitter or the people that I follow on Twitter or myself would likely be affected by within with very few exceptions almost any um uh almost any changes that he would make right like the the, the changes that he are, that he is likely to make 
are going to affect people in certain ways, but unlikely many of the people that that are in my circle anyway. And so my day to day experience politics, it's is unlikely to change. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like that's, that's all it is. I I I I appreciate I, to a degree the, on the surface the concept of trying to make a social media platform um, as I guess the word you'd want to use is unbiased as possible from a political leaning. Uh, because social media platforms, when they hurt, when, when they hurt, when they hit critical mass, um, unfortunately, whether intentionally or unintentionally, do become a tool that is able to be weaponized for political gain, one way or the other, simply by the virtue of so many people interacting with it on a daily basis. And so, um, my only concern is that. When somebody says that they want to make it unbiased or the free speech thing, um, although the free speech thing is what I, I need to, he, he mentioned, he mentioned when it comes to free speech as the law currently and would evolve to include, not that, not that that's like perfect, but I guess ultimately it's, it is what it is. The, the political thing about him, about the whole uh, it being left leaning, is 100% true. Like, Twitter is definitely, and especially yeah. when Jack controlled it, Jack, uh, Jack himself was a particularly progressive individual um, with some very strong opinions. And those opinions, as the head of Twitter, trickled into Twitter itself, as you would imagine it would. So, um, I will be interested to, to see how. He, and by he I mean Elon Musk, manages to attempt to make any social media platform, or in this case for him, Twitter, as unbiased as possible. Because in my opinion, my assertion is, is that any social media platform owned by a, excuse me, either publicly or privately, privately or publicly by an individual, or a... In the cases it were before, a group of individuals that were relatively like-minded at Twitter HQ before Elon would have bought them out, it is nearly impossible to not impart ownership biases on the moderation of the platform. That has proven true throughout the history of the internet. And throughout the history of publications, every news publication has a political bent based on who owns and operates the newspaper. Every TV media uh, uh, channel, political bent based on the ownership. Uh, social media. But Elon, I, Elon is Elon has a lo- long history of not swaying towards one side or the other. He's donated almost the same amount of money to the left side campaigns and yeah. the right side campaigns. Yeah. Um, not just in the last couple of years, but throughout the history of him doing donations. He doesn't claim to be a Republican side or a Democratic side. He's just sort of in the middle. I, f- I feel like he's more, um, he's a critical thinker and he's, he's like, um, I, I, I feel like, I mean, he's human as well. Right. So there's always, there's always going to be an element of who knows, but at the end of the day, um, I just think. It's going to be a better move for Twitter in general and, and social media, uh, that platform in general, unless mm. he just goes off the rails. But he's just shown that throughout his history that 
I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I believe what he's gonna, I believe him. I believe that he's gonna, you know, I think there'll be less shadow banning of campaigns and different things that clearly happen all the time. If somebody, you know, as long as people aren't doing things that are, are harmful, like by the law, then I can imagine that anybody's opinion on really anything, as long as it's not harmful or illegal, um, will be, will be left there to their own devices. We'll probably get an edit button ASAP. It'll probably be easier for people to get a check mark. Um, mm. There's just a lot of good things that I think will come out of this that the old Twitter wasn't. I mean, who knows? It could be a dumpster fire, but uh, well, I, don't I think, think Twitter will be better for it. I don't think it'll be a dumpster fire. I think that it will be, I just think that it personally will be a lot more difficult than he maybe thinks it will be to, to moderate a social media platform effectively in an unbiased manner when he gets his hands, when he gets into it and actually like, because we know that Elon is very hands-on with all of his companies. Elon isn't a guy that goes and, and buys a company and then just hires people to run the company without him being very closely involved with operations across the board. Uh, it's probably the reason why he looks like he only sleeps negative four hours a day. Uh, he's incredibly tied into any operation that he's part of. Uh, so I think that I think that it will be very interesting to see how he does get the ball rolling and and how it evolves as he owns it over time based on on that because it's not i don't i don't envy anyone that would have to try to come up with moderation tools and policy for anything like a social media platform even even for something like twitter which is in the in the pantheon of current social media platforms on the smaller end of the scale um that's a fucking hefty job, and we'll see how we'll see how he manages to uh, to make the magic happen. Bless. Borderlands fans can rejoice. Mr. Black has a follow-up to the very popular Tales from the Borderlands is coming up later this year, even. Uh, more updates apparently going to be coming this summer. Whether that's part of Summer Game Fest or not, I don't know, but that's what they have cited. Uh, and Sony and Microsoft both, but I'll go through this in order. Sony and Microsoft both are looking to do ads in their games in a more consistent and ubiquitous manner. Uh, beyond your typical, for Sony, beyond your typical arena ads in sports games and the like, ads in menus and other areas are apparently being considered. Uh, we've seen some games do this to varying degrees in the past, but this seems to be a more broad approach for the entire PlayStation brand. Uh, and, and this also ties into... Microsoft, so I'll go through that one before elaborating any further. Uh, so it might not then shock you if Sony is considering it, then of course Microsoft is also looking into advertising in games. And in fact, uh, in fact, uh, there was uh, research done that roughly some 90 plus percent of those in the market space in general are looking to increase or change how ads are displayed in their games whether it's a publisher developer at sony microsoft level like a console owner uh or and all the way down through uh this may lead for microsoft side this may lead to a less expensive or a free version of game pass to some degree it would certainly allow them to help monetize cheaper versions of the platform similar to how i suppose uh some versions of uh tv and movie streaming platforms have ad advertisement based uh, tiers that allow you to get in at a, a lower cost. I suspect Game Pass would benefit from having a tier that had more ads in it to lower the cost for the people on the other end and get more people on board that way. Uh, talks about how to make ads in-game more targeted and on the fly. So, like, for example, so at this point, they're using the cloud. 
right? So everything's pretty much online now anyway. Uh, whether whether the game is single player or otherwise, pretty much every damn game that you put into your system or download is attached to uh, the interwebs one way or the other. And when that happens, it means that they can do things like this with the cloud, being they can uh, regionally target or hyper-target individuals with advertisements in video games on the fly um so if you're in a like the easiest example for this would be like grand theft auto where you're literally in a city that is supposed to replicate real world locations to a degree not in terms of like la is literally la but it looks like the real world it's a living city and in that city as it were up to this point it's almost exclusively all the advertisements are just made up companies and most of them in grand theft auto are memes uh of of real world shit uh, but, and so maybe Grand Theft Auto wouldn't be the first one to do this, but you get the idea. There are other games in Grand Theft Auto in that space. If that's the case, somebody like Jeff and I might be driving around and a fucking Tim Hortons ad is up on a billboard, uh, or, or a sport check, um, ad or something along those lines, uh, might be up there. Whereas, uh, somebody that was over in, uh, in Europe, uh, might be getting different ads based on their regional stores uh, or promotions and things of that nature, and it can all change kind of on the fly, which allows for targeted ads. And what does more targeted ads bring in, Mr. Black? More money. Yay! This is an estimated business of of uh, uh, of of many, many, many tens of billions of dollars. Having this integrated into video games, it would uh, dramatically increase the market value of gaming in general to do this and and most specifically in console and pc games because uh as they mentioned in the article for the xbox one they understand that pc and console players are not conditioned the same way that mobile phone game players are in regard to having ads shoved down their throat even if they do come with benefits like free in-game shit or just a free game in general uh, the, the, there have been much more ad-averse markets for a long time. And so in order to break that, that wall down, they're going to have to get a little bit creative and try and, like, you know, foot-in-the-door technique their ass in to start getting a new generation of people used to the idea of having uh, these advertisements in-game, hopefully with some sort of benefit and not just to make more money on the other end for the games themselves. Uh, but all the same, so all the big players are looking into this uh, to varying degrees. There have been um, some... Um, oh, sorry, I'm conflating my, my... I combined that with my next my next point. So yeah, anyway, that's that's the thing. We've had this in the past, though. So like, if you played sports games, for example, for years and years and years and years and years, the banners that are around in like a hockey arena or on the football pitch, uh, they, they are ads from real world shit and yep. for a few many oh many years at this point they have been updated as needed um uh to to serve a market that way it's just that this is supposed to be the beginning of making that a more ubiquitous across you know the entirety of the the gaming sector instead of just being more specifically about uh about being in places that we've already seen them uh, before, how do you feel about more advert? I know this is almost a, uh, a rhetorical question, Mr. Black, but how do you feel about more real-world advertisements being placed into video games, whether you paid for them already or not? Um, I mean, I don't really care if they're integrated in the game, and they're like, you know, if you're playing baseball or hockey, and it's like in the arena, like 
I guess it feels realistic. It's not, you yeah, because it's, it's not like, separated from real the real life, yeah. w- which the game is trying to accomplish, right? So it yeah, almost like, makes sense in that regard. If there was like a minute or two minute random ad breaks in the middle of my gaming, yeah, that'd be a really big problem. But if there's product placement or some ads or whatever that are strategically put into the game to make it feel natural and maybe even add to the experience, I don't... I don't actually think that there's much of a problem with that as long as it's not hindering on the user experience. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably the the challenge. And then I, I'm sure there will be an argument to be made that for um for certain games um that are much more fictional in in setting, uh a little bit more fantasy in setting, and I'm not talking about Lord of the Rings showing a Mountain Dew ad, because we all know that's not gonna happen, and if it did fuck me but the but more like you know let's say a bioshock or something like that where it where where it straddles the line between a fan fantasy setting and a reality setting uh and you're trying to work some advertisements into that i think the the argument to be made will be it's the opposite of something like a sports title where it's trying to mimic real life where bioshock isn't necessarily and pulls people out of the experience you know they're going through this world that is technically crafted by people that isn't supposed to be an analog for real life and all of a sudden they're getting you know a mountain dew ad <laughs> in the in the game world i think I it will be a balance uh, it'll be about ba- it'll definitely be a balance uh, a balancing act and it will be it will be interesting for me to see which genres get what types of ad integration and how they're used and where they where they are um in fact placed but I think the other thing for me is that while I don't necessarily have a big problem with advertisements in games um, that are, you know, if the, if the ads are subsidizing the game in some degree, like I'm not paying $90 for the game already. If I pay $90 for the game, um, the last thing that I want to have is every time I open the game to have an advertisement punch me in the mouth. Uh, I've already given my $90, uh, and I'm playing a, you know, a single player game or something. I don't necessarily feel like I should be getting a bunch more advertisements, uh, slapped around. It's kind of like, I guess, I guess people will get used to it and I would too. You know, it's, the argument will be made that the advertisements are help funding the development of the game where it's like, oh, well, without this $5 million that, uh, not to, not to shit on Mountain Dew anymore, but Mountain Dew has provided us uh, for this game. We wouldn't have been able to develop this game without the help of Mountain Dew, and so they, ha- you know, the the ads have to be there. Um, you know, it's almost like watching watching a movie, and a character is awkwardly holding a can of Fanta uh, and holding it in, in exact like this. That unnatural. Nobody ever holds a can like this, uh, but they have to make sure that the entire logo is visible for the entire time Dwayne the Rock Johnson with his energy drink and his like massive hand where he's just like cupping it with like like the very tips of the insides of his fingers uh it's a little silly and I, like and one of my favorite movie bits is like for example Wayne's World the whole fucking like the the advertisement pitch shit that they did in Wayne's World where he's got like the entire Pepsi fucking suit and the hat and like the Pepsi fucking can and they're talking about yeah I just don't understand all the but it's very uh apropos of this whole situation so yeah we'll wait and see how ubiquitous and invasive they get but they definitely like they've mentioned and they're aware of it the pc and console market isn't exactly going to be clamoring to have a bunch of advertisements slapped into the game so it will be a delicate process for them for sure 
Sony is reportedly going to uh, require developers to offer timed game trials for the PlayStation Plus premium subscribers for the games that cost more than $34. So if you recall, Mr. Black, when we talked about uh, Sony announcing their new Com- combination service where they put PlayStation Plus and and uh, and and their other service together into this new amalgamation uh, that they're going to be putting out. One of the tiers, the premium one, for example, did have access to game demos or game trials. Um, so you were pay- basically paying for game trials, which is a bit of a fucking weird concept. But all the same, that was part of that tier. They must be two hours long each. Devs will have up to three months uh, time to offer the trial. And the change will not be retroactive, meaning that people that are already on uh, the platform will not have to retroactively create these trials. There have been reports that have cropped up since then. So as soon as this was posted, people were saying, wait, the developers that are going to put anything on PlayStation are going to have to take the time to make a two-hour-long demo of all their games that cost more than $34? That's probably not going to go over very fucking well. And so there have been reports subsequently that uh, apparently Sony is going to, in part or in whole, be the ones dealing with the trial creation process, however the fuck that would work. So whether they are handing the game over and then some division of Sony is creating the two-hour trial, and then I guess there'd have to be some sort of approval process back and forth, I don't even know how the fuck that worked. Either way, in my opinion... This sounds like an awful lot of work for for something that provides almost zero value, especially since it makes almost no sense that people would be paying for a higher tier to get access to something like a game demo, which I don't need to remind anyone else has been free since like the dawn of fucking time. So, I don't know, this seems like a lot of headaches. Like, if it wasn't the developer, like, how are developers going to feel? Oh, yay, we get to, like, do something... As a as an imperative that we don't have to do on Xbox, but on PlayStation we have to create a two-hour fucking demo uh, for our shit because our game costs more than thirty-four dollars. Like, how many indie developers are going to be like, "All right, guys, so I know we were planning to sell our game for thirty-nine ninety-nine, but guess what? We're going to take the hit. We're going to bump that down to thirty-three ninety-nine and come under that thirty-four dollar mark, so we don't have to create a two-hour time trial." It just seems like a very weird uh, move for Sony to make. I suspect that this is either going to go away entirely as a as a necessity, like they have to do it, or Sony is going to have to come up with a way for they themselves to entirely do it and have a process of uh, of making uh, or making sure that the developer is okay with whatever trial Sony themselves come up with. It's a bit silly, all the same. Don't pay for fucking game trials, guys. What the fuck? Come on. There's a lot of people that are Sony fanboys that are excited about this, Mr. Black. Paying for game demos. The fuck is wrong with people? Nah. Don't get excited about that! Come on. You got, you got, you can do better, you can do better than that. It's kind of like being in an abusive relationship and you're like, I don't deserve anything else, I deserve this relationship! That's what they're like with Sony right now. I deserve to pay money every month for game demos. And I'm gonna like it! Don't do it. As per Daniel Ahmad, Mr. Black, Xbox has had their best non-holiday quarter in its history. History of the Xbox division. Bring in 3.75 billion for this quarter. Game revenue itself was up 6%, services up 4 and perhaps most importantly, hardware uh, itself is up 14%. Which is actually, that's a huge number for hardware to go up, especially given what we've known about the supply side in the last uh, year and a half. Uh, 
And as I said here, that's a good sign for console supplies. So not, not only are people interested in buying Series S and X, but apparently Microsoft is doing a good job of actually having those consoles available to purchase for them to have a 14% increase um, year on year. Uh, yeah, that's pretty friggin' huge. That's great news for Xbox. You know, they, they definitely were in, you know, mired for a long time by the Xbox One release, and it only took, like, a decade <laughs> to pull themselves out of the black hole that, uh, that they, uh, that they had dug, uh, so long ago now. Uh, on Sony's side, conversely, I don't have this in the notes, but I, I should have. Sony has been talking about how they've been struggling to get the supply out, which people have been trying to come up with reasons as to why that would be the case, because Sony and Microsoft consoles are currently using much the same stuff, aside from, like, storage, for example, was one of the few differentiating factors between the two of them. They're, they're both using stuff from very similar fabrications, and so it's odd that, uh, that Sony would be having so much of, a, of an issue, so we don't really know what that issue is thus far, but it's why it is, you know... People were at first assuming that people were just buying like PlayStation 5s at such great numbers that you couldn't, you know, that you couldn't find one anywhere and that Xbox, nobody was buying them and so they were on the shelves. But as it turns out, with these numbers we got from Xbox's financial report, they're actually supplying them and people are buying them and Sony, for whatever reason, is having a hard time um, keeping supply up. And that's after they changed all of their cooling solution, which I don't know if you remember, we talked about it on the podcast a few months ago where they completely overhauled the cooler on the PS5 to have different parts to make supply easier for them because they were having such a hard time getting their hands on the components to make that original base uh, cooler. So, uh, all the best to Sony to get that out because tons of people are still hoping to get a hand on PS5. They sell out so quick. I'm still, I still follow a couple of people on Twitter and shit that post when they go up, and honest to God, if your ass isn't glued, your eyeballs glued to that screen 24 hours a day, it's like they post the tweet, and then five seconds later, they're like, oops, it's sold out. You're just, you're just fucked. So it's still very difficult to, uh, to get your hands on one. Uh, oh, almost apropos of nothing, have you played on your new projector yet? Um, I haven't played any games on it, but I've watched mm. it. Okay, so you haven't gamed on the new beast yet. I haven't gamed on it yet. Okay, have you, have you thought about what might be the first game that you throw on there? Uh... No, I haven't because I just don't play. I don't. Well, it was gonna be the the stream deck. That that, that was the. Oh right, you were gonna plug plan, that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plan is dead. Yet. Yeah, because they <laughs> screwed you over don't my pre order. So it is what it is. We'll see. No. Um. All right, where am I here? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Xbox and Bethesda's game showcase, Mr. Black, has received a date, and it's going to be June 12th. That sounds like it's dead smack in the middle of Summer Games Mess. Or, not Games Mess, that's Jeff Grubbs' thing. Summer Game Fest. Uh, and so that's your date for that. I am definitely interested in that, because we are almost without question going to see a fairly substantial showing for Starfield, which is Bethesda's new intellectual property that comes out, supposedly, at the end of the year, barring any more uh, delays. And that's a really big one for Bethesda, as we've talked about numerous times here on the podcast, uh, because it is a new intellectual property, entirely. It's not Fallout, it's not Elder Scrolls, but it's still an open-world kind of experience similar to those two, but with a totally new uh, property behind it. And uh, I think this is going to be a very big, um, very big tell as to how as to how morale at Bethesda is in general. Because if you can get a new property out where they're not just doing the same shit every every year for like... 15 years and now they're finally doing something new if that doesn't come out better than you know rehashing fallout for the 90th time 
then that might be a bad sign of morale at the company. But we'll, uh, but we'll see. That's going to be coming up June 12th. Sources at Kotaku are reporting that the senior and former Ubisoft devs uh, are suggesting that the company may be looking to sell. Nibel lists the reporting uh, reported factors as being uh, that no Gimo is left to take over, which I think re- references the fact that once Gimo uh, Yves Gimo leaves the company, they don't have a successor in line right now to uh, to take over the company. Uh, ongoing workplace controversy, as we would have talked about on the podcast, similar to or not dissimilar to Activision Blizzard, they've had a lot of. Um, lawsuits and workplace controversy in the last few years. Senior developers, as a consequence, leaving, and big par- uh, projects, as a consequence of that, uh, all of these knock-on effects are struggling. Uh, Ubisoft is a massive company. If people don't know this, sometimes people might not realize it, but Ubisoft is actually bigger than most of the com- companies that you might think are bigger than Ubisoft. Ubisoft employs over 20,000 people. It is a mammoth publisher that has their hands in many, many developers uh, and uh, is orders of magnitude larger than some of the companies that you might think are actually larger than Ubisoft. As such, I suspect two things. One, it's going to be a relatively expensive buyout if somebody puts their hands on Ubisoft. And two, it's entirely possible that whoever buys them out is going to be doing a lot of laying off. Um, that you know, It's not that 20,000 people work specifically for Ubisoft, but those are spread across developers. But you have to imagine that given the quality and the quantity of games Ubisoft puts out, that might be a, sh- a sign of some inefficiency. That somebody might come in and, uh, and clear that out. What do you, uh, not, not that it really matters, but who do you think buys Ubisoft, Mr. Black? I, I have no idea. I, Does I, anyone I, care? Like, has Ubisoft made anything worth talking about in like five years? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. You know, they, they try. Uh, Activision's financial report has given us insight about upcoming projects. Mr. Black, Modern Warfare 2. This is the second Modern Warfare 2, by the way. They've just given up naming these games anything else. They're just going back and taking old names from older games. Uh, Modern Warfare 2, although I should say, instead of the number 2, Mr. Black, it's the Roman numerals 2. Oh, okay. Yes, nice. so Modern Warfare Roman numerals 2. Okay. <laughs> is, uh, is going to be, uh, the, the logo for which was released today, which is how I know it's Roman numerals 2, is uh, to be the most advanced experience in franchise history, whatever that means, and, you know, it's what are they going to say? It's actually the same as last year, guys. Of course they're going to say it's the most advanced whatever the fuck... I still remember, I can't remember if it was like the, I can't remember which game it was. Do you remember this? It was an E3, it was, pro, I don't know if it was Black Ops or, or Advanced Warfare or whatever it was, but it was like they were showing at E3, it was them, it was an underwater level, and they were swimming, and they were talking about how the fish, like, interacted with you swimming through the water, at, like, as a talking point for a Call of Duty game, at which point, I checked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new war zone, as we already knew, but a new war zone that's uh, that's built from the ground up because the current one is a spaghetti monster of like five different game codes uh, will be revealed later this year. But the release date is not known as of yet. Uh, Diablo, I am actually interested in that because I have enjoyed, despite how broken and stupid Warzone is, uh, it has been one of the best battle royale experiences by far. And so, if they've got a new one built from the ground up that doesn't run like a pile of dog shit. I'll probably be at least a little bit interested in uh, in checking it out. Uh, also, very important news, Mr. Black. Prepare the phones that you own. Diablo Immortal has a release date. And it's coming out 
on, what is it, June the 2nd, I believe? And not only that, because Bethesda, or Bethesda, Blizzard apparently also realized that not everyone has a phone. Or a phone that would play the game. Or that they would want to ever play it on the phone. They are releasing this bad boy on the PC as well. After all that stage bullshit where they fucking destroyed their entire reputation in five seconds on stage at their own at their own convention. They're releasing it on PC after all. Uh, there's an open beta that will be released on the date of uh, the, the mobile release. So June 2nd, open beta for PC. And I guess their logic behind it was everyone was just going to fucking emulate that shit on like Bluestacks on the desktop anyway pretty so, much, yeah, so, pretty much. so what are you fucking around with just put it on the pc put it on the blizzard launcher and call it a day <laughs> uh also in blizzard news overwatch 2's beta has gone live mr black and bolstered or one of i guess probably a few betas uh has gone live and bolstered by a major streamer uptake of course probably paid and otherwise as well as twitch drops galore uh, and a guaranteed beta access for anyone who watches four hours of that bitch on Twitch. Uh, it has breached one million concurrent viewers uh, this week for the first time in franchise history. So uh, a lot of shit coming together to make it happen. But shit, if you can get any game on Twitch over a million concurrent viewers for any period of time, that's some pretty good fucking advertising. And you better hope the game was ready to be watched. Because if you've got a million eyeballs concurrent on Twitch, that means like for every hour it's at that mark, you're you're cycling out a lot of people, which means that one million actually represents more like five, seven, eight million people uh, getting their eyeballs on that shit. And so that's a big push. And they need it. Because as we've said for many times up to this point, uh, nobody really cares about Overwatch, but evidently, hopefully after this beta, maybe several people will actually give a fuck about Overwatch. And Blizzard needs any W's they can get. Lowercase, uppercase, middle case, whatever the fuck, Comic Sans, W, any W you can get your hands on right now at Blizzard is, is going to be enormous. So hopefully something works out for them <laughs> in, in some way, shape, or form. And finally, Mr. Black, in the gaming news segment... Speaking of Twitch, Twitch had some of their inner discussions made public this week uh, via Bloomberg, and it's unsurprisingly stirred up the creator space again. I'm sure you saw this crop up on your Elon Musk-owned Twitter feed uh, this week to some degree. So what was announced as being in discussions at a table for possible release as early as this summer included incentives for more advertisements, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of seven minutes of ads per hour, uh, I believe, was one of the incentives that were listed as a, a possibility. New peak subscriber revenue split to be, instead of 70%, knocked down to 50 So if you don't know how shit works on Twitch right now, it's a mixture of things, really, because it's a clusterfuck of grandfathered contracts, semi-grandfathered contracts, pre- and post-Amazon buyout contracts, uh, and everything in between. So uh, the the standard as it is now is a 50-50 split for tier 1, 2, and 3 subs, I believe. And then once you hit a certain metric, you get like a, a ramp up where it's like 50 at tier 1, slightly higher if somebody goes in at tier 2, and 70% cap out at tier 3 subscribers. And then there are people that have 70 flat across the board at all three tiers. Many of those are grandfathered uh, contracts or... Uh, major stream accounts on the platform. And this is apparently saying that their motivation here is to just flatten that and start almost in a fresh state at everything is 50, 50, 50, 50, 50 everywhere. 
um, across the board, which is definitely the main talking point, uh, clearly, that people were talking about on Twitter, because that's an immediate just shy of 30% pay cut uh, for many people that are that are uh, partners on the platform. Um, and that would be no bueno. As you can imagine, imagine going into work one day and be like, all right, guys, so heads up. Uh, in like two months, 30% pay, gone. Yeah, no. Get back to work. No. <laughs> oh, if you want to make up for that, yeah, yeah, run yeah. seven to eight minutes of ads per hour. And then by the time you are done, you might actually make just as much as you were before. But now you've pissed off all of your viewers for spamming ads. So, pissing off all the viewers for spamming even more ads, whether they're Twitch-imposed Twitch pre-roll ads or otherwise, which people have been trying to get Twitch to fuck off with forever because nothing will destroy engagement more than a, a person clicking on a stream that they think they're going to be interested in, and the first thing they see is a is set of ad. three fucking pre-roll ads. So, more ads for the viewers to get annoyed with, coupled with a massive 28%, upwards of 28%, uh, share rev share cut for streamers on the other side or not rev share cut but a loss in revenue and and coincidentally this targets the biggest contracts on the site the average person coming in that they already have 50 50 aren't going to be hit all that hard they will be at the upper end if they have the ramped up scale for all the tier three subs they'll lose that 28 percent revenue on on that but for ironically, this targets their bigger platforms, right? Their bigger streamers, if they if they don't already have contracts where they just flat out can't change, excuse me, change anything. Uh, and so that's that's the, the the stupid thing. So they got they've got pissing off their bigger and 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 oldest and longtime uh, partners, pissing off their viewers, and then but wait, there's more, Mister Black. Along with this. They also have new tiers, a new tier system, so the tier system will change to some degree. To what degree, we don't know. Uh, and no more exclusivity is uh, also listed as a possibility here. Uh, some people are postulating that it's unlikely to allow for simultaneously streaming, meaning uh, your, you know, your content creators won't be streaming simultaneously to Twitch and YouTube, uh, but instead just have the option to stream to Twitch or YouTube, which is still technically not an exclusivity uh, clause. It's just like a modified clause uh and then like i said summer all these changes could be coming early in the summer so it's a very weird thing to do to even suggest or to have any of this made public that you might be considering getting rid of exclusivity while also taking a massive cut out of the pocket of your content creators and pissing off viewers all at the same time it's almost like they want people to leave en masse to a different platform you, you can't do all of these things at once and not expect some people to, to like, actually question mark, like, okay, am I going to take a hit moving? Yes, but is it a long-term play I need to consider because this is where Twitch is trending? Maybe. Uh, and that's, you know, and that's a, that's a crazy thing. I mean, I, I, know, I know I've been particularly hard on Twitch here for the last couple of years on the podcast, not, not, not really cutting them much slack, but this is, this is why. The fact that any of these are even on the table, aside from exclusivity being lifted, which should have been done, I don't know, years ago, is indicative of, of who runs the company currently. There are people that aren't from this space, clearly. They can't be. They don't understand it. They're seeing it as a, they're seeing it solely as ones and zeros. 
They haven't hired people that are born of the space that understand it so that they can navigate these waters in a more elegant way to still increase revenue while not destroying their platform slowly over time. Clearly. All this is doing is just allowing YouTube and, and, and other platforms to slowly gain more ground. And YouTube is an inevitability, right? That's not, an, that's not a maybe. It's just how long does it take for YouTube to get there? YouTube, YouTube has the luxury that they're not in a rush. It's not like a mixer where they had, they had to make an impact right away or the company was going to be dead in the water as it ended up happening in a very short period of time. This isn't YouTube's primary business. They, this is an add-on for YouTube. So they can just progressively get better until they are a legitimate full-blown competitor to Twitch. So Twitch is operating on a finite window, and they're clearly being run by people with short-term profit in mind. Because there's no fucking way this turns over long-term profit. It just doesn't happen. Um, so what are your what are your overall thoughts on on this? And do you think any or which ones of these things do you think would actually ever make the light of day and, and become part of the platform this summer? Um, I think the incentive for ads will be. Um, I think there'll be new tier system. Um, I really don't see them. I, I really don't see Twitch taking somebody that's making a 70-30 split and dropping it down to 50-50 kind of overnight. Um, although I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> At this point, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I really wouldn't, but at the same time, it's just, it's almost hard to believe. Yeah. It, right? it really truly is like, yeah. you know, losing, losing a, a, a big chunk of your livelihood, um, that, you know, let's be real. Uh, Twitch is already an extremely hard environment to make a living, um, that requires you to put ungodly unhealthy amount of hours to make said money and now they want you to essentially do more um i think it's going to backfire if they did this uh, not only do i think um streamers if they stay on the platform um i think they're they'll probably incentivize streamers will probably incentivize getting donations um over subscriptions i know i would Especially um, gifted subs, right? Because they've created this culture where gifted subs are now, what, 20 to 30% of most people's subscriber base yeah. is gifted subs. Yeah. And so now you're getting oh, you're getting 28% less. More, yeah. Oh, in some cases more. Upwards of maybe fifty, maybe fifty percent. Yes. Oh yes. And and so you're getting you're getting you've you've create Twitch has created a culture whereby the gifted subs has replaced tips in many ways. Yeah, uh, which is already hurting the pocket. We already we talked about this years ago. It was yep. people were losing twenty to thirty percent of their income on this switch be, from tipping tipping Dude, culture. I was. I'll just flat out say it, man. I'll just fucking flat out say it. I was making eight to ten thousand dollars a month in tips, in donations. Yeah, yeah, for years. Yeah, for years. Now, it's a it's a fraction. I mean, like all the money goes. I'm not complaining. Like I'm still blessed and. I'm grateful, but, but nobody like, likes losing 30% likes, of their fucking income. Nobody <laughs> likes that shit, bro. <laughs> nobody likes that shit. You know, in 20, 20, 2013, 2014, 2015, you know, I would say on average, it was, it was like, you know, I would say on average, it was like probably five, $6,000 a month on average with some months, 10,000 more. 
a month. Now, it's, it's, not, it's not even 20%. Even if you include gifted subs, the 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 what you're Even getting out of it is nowhere. Subs, I still don't make as much. Nowhere, nowhere because near. Because yeah. Twitch takes Twitch takes a cut right off the top. It's just that simple, um, you know. And it's it's. I know. The, I, the I traders simil- get less. It's just so. It's so it's, crazy, it's, man. It's, it's shit just pisses, It actually just pisses me off, um, especially like. When when I when 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 I got when I got other platforms like offering the bag and shit, you know, mm. and it's it's like you stay you stay loyal, you you stick around, you do your thing, and uh, the fact <laughs> that this is even a discussion, your reward, uh, it's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> dude. Like they should be ashamed of themselves, you know. If they came out and said, "Hey, listen, any new partner that you know, your cap is fifty fifty. How do you how do you go to the the uh, the large streamers, right, that got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 subs that, and they're bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for Twitch. And then you go, hey, I'm just going to take away 30% of that right off the top. And I'm doing nothing for you outside of I'm going to create some incentives for you to blast your stream with more ads so that we can make hundreds of millions of dollars in ad buys and then we give you a fraction of that and we make money on the ads. It's fucking ludicrous. It's actually insane. So no, in my heart, I don't think they're going to do this this subscription thing. I'm sure it's been talked about. I'm sure Twitch is burning money and they're doing anything and everything in their power to turn a profit. Because I guarantee you they're not profitable right now. Still, they're not making money. How do you make money when you've got s- the amount of bandwidth alone on this on the site has got to be absolute astronomical. Oh, it's, it's petabytes of video. And then and then on top of that, when you are buying out streamers for tens of millions of dollars a year, and then you're asking your and then what? So what? Us streamers, right? The guys and gals that have been busting their ass for years and they're making a living, you're going to go and take money away from them. But yet the ones that sign these exclusive contracts, which you're no longer going to offer, they're the ones that are locked in to their contract making 70, 30, or maybe 80, 20, or maybe 100% of subs. I don't know what the fuck those contracts are. I know what some of the contracts are for the other platforms. And I can tell you it's better than 70-30 when, when you sign it up. So what? You're going to take money from all of these other streamers and the ones at the top, you know, the, the 0.00001% of streamers, they're going to honor their contracts. They're going to make a ton of money. And then what? Dude, it almost, if they did this, if they did this, they're basically, they're basically telling the streaming world we give up. We give up. And when I say by give up, I mean they're not going to like lay down and die or they're going to be resold or anything. It means, listen, we're done playing the guy on the block that has the biggest dick all the time. And we got the best streamers and we got the best this and the best that and the best, best, best. The number one. This is them laying down and saying, hey, guys. We had our run for 12 years or however, 11 years as the number one gaming platform. 
Whoever wants to go out there and burn money like we did to take the number one spot, you go ahead and take it. Go for it. Because what this is going to do, this is going to have tons of people leaving the platform instantaneously. And, and when I say instantaneously, I mean the Facebooks, the YouTube gaming, they're going to go immediately to those streamers that are big. They're going to offer them deals. Oh, hey, we don't do 50-50 over here. Why don't you, why don't you come on over here? People are going to start moving. More people are going to start moving. And those platforms are going to get bigger. And it's going to be a snowball effect. And then more people, when they want to start streaming, they're not just going to think of Twitch. They're going to think of the other stuff. And exactly what you said in the beginning, this is a short-term play so they can make a bunch of money off the backs of all the work we've done. All the shit and hours we put in. And all of us, I don't know a single job. I can't name one. Maybe the people who can. Where you have, where you're going into work every day. You're getting paid X amount of dollars per hour. And you go in and your employer says, hey, 30% decrease starting today. It's going into my pocket now. It's going, it's going into the company's pocket. You know what we're doing for you? Nothing. Incentives for ads. Can I, can I get like an extra couple of vacation days a year? Right? Bro, bro, it's can I get absolute... A me- Meal it's voucher? absolute ins- it's absolute fucking insanity. Now if Twitch came out and said something in the lines of, "Hey, we're going to be offering benefits for streamers. We're going to be offering insurance for streamers. We're going to be offering because we care about the health of our streamers. We're going to allow one day a week that you can take off and your average daily sub count or average daily amount or even your average ads whatever we're gonna we're gonna pay you what you get on average for your day off but you get nothing you literally get they're they're offering no incentive you actually get less across the board they're 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 lit they're, they're offering nothing and this shit pisses me off so i saw this shit i rolled my eyes i'm like nah bro this can't this cannot be true. I don't believe, I can't believe that they'll take people's revenue and drop it by 30%. That is absolute astronomical in the world of streaming and how competitive this the, the platform is and how hard it is to make a living. You know, what are the fans going to think? Every time they gift a sub, knowing 50% of it is going right to Twitch, no matter what. Because before... Depending on how many subs you get, uh, viewers would help streamers out by upping their sub counts to get emotes, to unlock better pay rates, etc., etc. Where's the incentives? Oh, yeah, that's right. Twitch wants more subathons, uncapped subathons. They want, they, what, 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 what do you want me to do? You want me to go and find a prescription Adderall so I can just stay on this fucking computer 24 7 and be miserable? No, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, it's just stupid. I get the ad incentives. It makes sense for the ones that want to take advantage of it. For the ones that don't mind playing ads or they can strategically play ads at certain times, especially for different games and different things. This shit works. You know, if you're, if you're a competitive player, you play in Starcraft, League of Legends, something along those lines, you can run a four or five minute set of ads between each game. Nobody's going to give a fuck. You're not missing anything. But there are certain games that, 
you know, people just don't want to blast ads. Also, I think that there's some manipulation going on where they go, okay, they don't, the, the streamers don't want to run ads because it's annoying as fuck. But if we take 30% away from them, they're going to be forced to run ads to make up the difference. And we're going to dangle this carrot of incentive there. Hey, if you run seven, eight minutes ads, 12 minutes of ads this hour, shit, if you want to run 30 minutes of ads this hour, whatever it is, we're going to give you a nice little bonus. Oh, and since you lost 30% of your revenue, you probably should take it. And that incentive, by the way, is not going to make up for the 30% cut. And you don't even know if the incentive is for everybody. These incentives might be for only specific streamers in specific categories, in specific, specific regions. regions. Yeah, This might not even be across the board, and I highly doubt it will be. I highly doubt it will be. So, you know, I, 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 you know this shit works me up a little bit because it's, it's, it's sad to see Twitch do these things. Like, I understand they got to make money. They got to profit. But damn, dude, it's almost like there's no thought process that goes into this. They need to get a bunch of streamers on board with these guys to ask us what we really think about these changes because we want to make more money. We want to make more money. We want to make more. And Twitch just needs to learn how to work with us so that we can make more money together. Instead, it seems like they're just taking more and more from us, and we have to grind more and more to, to maintain what, we, what we've worked so hard to get. I, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I, well, I don't know. You know what my question is, is that if Twitch isn't profitable in the year 2022, especially after two years where the, the watch counts and stuff would suppose, have been... I suppose, yeah. Maybe, like, maybe they so, are making money. Maybe they're just not making enough. Maybe they're so, just way well, too in debt. Well, that's like my question is if you if if in the amount of time that Twitch has more or less controlled the market in its entirety, they haven't figured it out yet. They're never going to figure it out, ever. And I think this is indicative of that. This is the this is not a creative solution to make revenue. This is the laziest possible solution. It's literally just going in and an accountant going, "Oh, so you're giving seventy percent." Well, I can make you X dollars if we actually just take that seven and turn it into a five. And that's as, that's as complicated of a, of a fucking solution as they've got here for their revenue, uh, supposed revenue problems. We're talking about a website that's been around for so long that's supposed to be video content first, but still has the worst back end to any video platform I have ever personally interacted with. So, look, whatever, whatever, whatever decade that these guys have existed in since the peak of twitch in 2012 to 2014 which is what i consider the golden era of the platform just prior i guess and and just on the very like dawn of the uh, amazon takeover is that nothing has nothing has really progressed we still don't have rewind we still don't have the ability to properly manage the back end of our own vod content discoverability of that stuff is completely useless yeah, just you, give uh, like something, man. jesus fuck, like man. Just this is us. all this is is making up for the fact that they haven't been able to monetize in more intelligent ways in a market that they have solely controlled since like 2010 they're desperate bro they're desperate we saw the desperation the moment that they had this stupid fucking beta shit which might even still be going on 
where your viewers can pay to bump you into the fucking suggested list. I mean, yeah, this, that was that have, was. We have gone. We have gone to the the fiery pits of depths of hell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now, and um. I guarantee you, bro. If they fucking cut my revenue in any way, ads, subs, fucking any of that shit, and I have the ability to stream on another platform as well, I'm gonna fucking do it. Obviously, oh, I yeah. can't go. Obviously, I can't go anywhere. No. It's my home. You know, I kind of have to take it. Yeah. You know, it's up to me as the entrepreneur to adjust. And that's what I'll have to do. You know, I'll have to get creative. I'll have to start speaking out and telling my viewership, hey, this is what's really going on. This is the best way to support me right here. Yep. You know, I, I'll, I, I'm not going to complain if you support me over here because support is support. But I'm going to just start speaking out and just telling people, hey, this is what this is what I'm doing. This, this is where I'm at. Because, uh, you know, I got to look out for me too, along with everybody else, because it seems like Twitch is looking out for them. If this goes through, if this doesn't go through and they give an incentive for ads and they get new tier systems and whatever other stuff that they're planning on doing, then I'm on board. Sure. Give us the option to run ads. Uh, but man, are they ever running on a fucking limited clock, bro? YouTube is literally live stream discoverability and emotes in chat away from demolishing Twitch as a platform. That is how yeah. close they are right now. I hope now. not, man. I I hope not because like I love Twitch. I love the company. I just it's nostalgic. It's it's changed my life. To I love uh, Twitch from from eight years ago. I still I, love. Uh, it. I still do love what Twitch what Twitch is. I just don't like what Twitch has become, and it's just it's it. And I think it's just painful because we know it from back then. There's tons of people that are new to Twitch whether it's over the COVID or three, four, five years ago. I mean, we're pioneers, man. We've, we've seen it all. So obviously we're a little bit more biased, but I still love the company. Like I still love the community and, and what it represents. And there are still good people that work at Twitch. It's just like, God damn, man. Damn. Like, how do you even leak this stuff and, and put it out there and say nothing? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they do this shit to see people's reaction. Like, what do you think the reaction's going to be? Yeah. Really? There's no, you know, I mean, he, you don't have to ask that question. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. It's more or less like how, it's, it's less about what will the reaction be and more about how bad will it be instead of what will it be. It's like how bad do we think the, the, the backlash of this is going to end up being? Um, I, I, I have, for me personally, the way I look at it, I love Twitch as the community that exists on Twitch. My fellow streamers, the people that have been here a long time or new people, whatever it is, it's the, the streamers on the platform. It's not, you can't, you can't have anything against the other people on the platform in that regard. I enjoy the community that the community builds because Twitch hasn't been part of the community building function in like eight years. So the the community that exists on this platform solely exists because the people have continued to be the yeah. whipping pole over and over again and stay here against all odds so i i i love that and i have loyalty to the people that no longer work at twitch there is to my knowledge at this point exactly goose egg people that have been part of the journey of the creation of this platform and especially those that have helped me more directly over my career that still operated this company at this point in time. 
the people that are clearly making the decisions right now are definitely not those same people. And this was a change that started to crop up the last time I had conversations with our original contacts before they left the company. And at that point, you could, in, in talking to them on Skype, you could, you, the way that they had to answer questions told oh, they me knew what was where up, it man, was going. Bro. They were all buying time, man. People, people had, you know, people had to put in a certain amount of time after the buyouts, and you could just tell people it just turned into a corporate fuck show. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not going to name drop anybody or anything. No, that's like why that, I'm avoiding I've, names. I've, yeah. I've, I've I've had conversations, and and you know, it's it's not necessarily that you know Twitch became toxic or any. I haven't heard any of those types of things. Like, there's been no uh, scandals or anything that I'm aware of outside of that one. You know person that we won't we won't mention yeah, but yeah outside of that the people i've talked to said it was a, it's a, a phenomenal company to work for they had a ton of fun but it's gone corporate and things are just different there's just a different chain of command it's very it isn't that community driven type atmosphere and that's what happens when you know something gets bought out for a billion dollars i mean you gotta you know it's gotta turn into a into a money-making machine or at least ramp up towards that way and it's no fault against twitch for doing that like i get it but damn dude want like there's just got to be a better there's just got to be a better way but we'll see what happens and speaking of corporate bios mr black's time to sell out tell us what the people at home can do nordvpn.com slash ott head on over there get yourself a vpn subscription Get a massive discount plus a bonus month when you use that promo code OTT. When you check out, uh, it's less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month at Starbucks. Stay safe. Stay anonymous when you're watching uh, anything. When you're out in public Wi-Fi, you can mask your IP to watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services so that you can get more content at your fingertips at no extra cost. Um Jeez, what else can you do? You can stay safe. You know, it's 2022. People are coming after your after your personal information. You know, you're at a you're at Starbucks on a public Wi-Fi. Mass that IP. You know, you can you can use up to six simultaneous devices. So you only need one account per household. You can use it on your phone, your TV, your laptop, your Mac, your PC, your your tablet, anything. You can hook it directly up to your router so that you can. Uh, cast out the new IP to all devices at the same time, which only uses one of your connections. Uh, and they now have threat protection as well. All kinds of cool features that you can get on NordVPN. You can get password protection. Um, you can, dude, they've got, they've got products coming out of every corner of the internet. So go and check them out. Link is in the description below. They're a big supporter of the podcast and, and my stream. They're a big supporter of many podcasts and many streams out there. They're one of the few uh, um, uh, virtual private networks that are out there supporting the content creators that you guys love. So when you're thinking about getting a VPN, think NordVPN and think that promo code OTT. And we thank you for it because without NordVPN, this podcast uh, is on its last legs financially. And, and Patreon. What Patriot. we're going to do is we're actually going to uh, take a 30% cut. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Black, it's time for... 
Uh, movies and TV. Not that there will likely need to be any more of them in the franchise anyway, but uh, not, and we're going to get more anyway, just not uh, not in the, the way that we've gotten them uh, up to this point. But Mr. Johnny Depp has stated that regardless of the outcome of the current lawsuit with Amber Heard, he'd never do another Pirates of the Caribbean film with Disney again. And to be honest, given how this, how this uh, whole thing is panning out right now, I don't blame him. Because Disney dropped his ass with zero insight into what was going on. They saw that shit and said, Me Too movement, I'm joining that. Peace! Booted his ass out of there faster than shit. And then they did the same thing with Fantastic Beasts. Although maybe that was a dodge bullet in hindsight uh, for, for Johnny to be attached to that project. Uh, either way, yeah, he is he has stated that... Uh, for love nor money, we'll get him back into uh, into doing that, and 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 possibly the way that it sounded, it sounded more like he had a problem less with Pirates of the Caribbean and more about Disney uh, as a as a company to work for, simply because they didn't back him whatsoever, while simultaneously keeping Amber on for all of her projects with no repercussions. Um, yeah. And not yeah. to talk about the 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 thing too much, even though I've been completely engrossed in that motherfucker oh, for like the god. last week. Oh god! Um, it's just been that's been a, a a roller coaster. It's literally it's like that you could sum the whole thing up with with um like the verses here. It's mountains of evidence, physical and otherwise, versus the defense is like. Okay, but, I know there's all this evidence, but, guys, think about it. Johnny did drugs and drank alcohol, and therefore he must have been a wife beater. And that's the entire, that's literally the entire, if you watch it, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like a broken record. Every time they question people, it's just the same shit over and over again. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, justice for Johnny, man. That's, uh, it's, uh. That's why I think we talked about this maybe a year ago or something, and and I, I, I said probably I during probably a couple of years ago when it was uh, yeah. towards the tail end of his last with the yeah. with the UK new uh, publication, and I, I basically I th- I probably said something in the lines of like, you know, there's always two sides to a story, man. You can't be so quick to, you know, I'm not saying you never believe somebody when they claim violence, domestic violence anything like that, you know, you, you, you should believe them. Um, absolutely. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, um, prosecuting somebody without their due, uh, you know, trial, you know, whether that is literally in the courts or having somebody be able to stand up for themselves, but everybody's so quick to just pick a side and prosecute and, and destroy uh, people's reputations and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's a, it's a sad story. It's, you know, do I think Johnny's a, a perfect? Absolutely not. Um, no. do I think he was probably pretty damn toxic at times? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do I believe he's a woman beater? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> no, no, I really truly don't. I believe that the whole thing's been manipulated. I think, um, uh, shit has just gone too far and look 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 at you know now they got to do this publicly uh, it's not a good look i feel for johnny depp i even feel for amber heard to a degree you know um is not a good situation to be in but framing somebody to be 
clearly at the level that she was saying he was, it's clear that he was not anywhere near that. Do I believe he was probably emotionally abusive, manipulative? Probably. But I believe it was probably both sides. Well, it's obvious it was it was on video. I mean, you can, yeah, you can video, hear what she video was Video and doing. audio, you know exactly I mean, what was yeah, going I mean, on. You can, you can see what's going on. But, like, you know, I'm not, like, 100% on Johnny's side. But I am I am far more sympathetic to Johnny and what he's been through and the amount of money, reputation, stress. Uh, fuck, I'd be on drugs and alcohol, too, going through all that stuff. Uh, it would just not be... It would not be a good time. So, yeah, I feel for him. I feel for him. And uh, shame on anybody that jumped the gun uh, on this on this guy and wrote him off to be something that he clearly wasn't. Um, you know, this this wasn't a situation that... It's just... I don't want to talk too much about it because it's, it's, it's like it's one of these things... Like, the trial's not over yet, but it's like, in my opinion, it's like a slam, it's slam dunk. Like, I, I don't see how it goes. They, Amber's any defense other way. would have to be sitting on something nuclear, basically. Yeah. It would have, yeah. like, they have to literally be intentionally sitting on something so huge and then waiting for them to be able to bring their witnesses in and do their side and then wait to the very end for like recency effect and just drop an absolute nuclear bomb on the case for this to sway any level-headed individual on that yeah. jury. Yeah, like, I mean, it, we're not even talking people just on Johnny's side. We're talking people on her side as well, defending Johnny. It's yeah. like, dude, you, you you know, come on. And it seems like, which is nice that I've been seeing, it seems like the media, the consensus, like everyday people um, are starting to see the truth, you know? Because a year or two years ago, Johnny was like public enemy number one. You know, now... It's like, holy shit, this is redemption. Um, but you know what, though? You know what's sad? I don't think it will ever be a full redemption. Because I don't think you, so either. You can't be, it's, it's similar to when news, news media puts out something to try and be the first to, to announce something as a thing, and then it turns out to not be true. And by the time they've already put that out, it's yeah. the reach is in the millions. Yeah. But then the post that's updated or a redacted thing that they then talk about doesn't get the same reach because it's not salacious. So you get that you get this net effect of like eighty percent of the people that saw that originally never it never reaches their ears that oops, they fucked up. And so the you know the 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 publicity or the public uh, nature of this, which Johnny demanded for, by the way, Amber didn't want this to be public. Of course, just she like, didn't want this. Just to like be she public. didn't want the UK one to be public, but this time Johnny was able to to swing it. Um, it's that I think, and and Johnny hinted at this when he talked about in his in in some of his earlier statements about about him just wanting the truth to be out, whether whether this is a win or a loss for him. Uh, I think he's more interested in the court of public opinion than he is Correct. about the the actual uh, court itself. I think he's going to win both. I think he's going to win the court of a public opinion, and I think he's going to win the courts as well. Um, will it will it be a complete slam dunk? I don't think so. Like you know, it never really is, but you never know. Uh, but you know, I wish I wish them both. Yeah. You know, some kind of peace because Fuck, it, I get never... I get angry, Jeff. I know I do. I, I mean, get I angry thinking about it because I just I like. We're, we're talking about a guy that clearly has a bunch of issues from early in life. And like many people in Hollywood, abused alcohol and drugs to a, to a relatively severe degree. And yet, despite that, he's a, like he's, he's, 
it's mostly unhealthy for him because for everyone that's talked taking the stand everyone says he is nothing but a pleasant individual to everyone that he interacts with at all times and so he's really just damaging himself yeah. in doing what he's doing and then and then from a partner perspective if he was a woman beater you would think We'd probably have heard about this shit. You don't just magically become a woman beater at 53 or 57 years old. That shit doesn't just like sneak up on you in your 60s and go, oh, fuck, I haven't slapped a bitch. I should probably start that before I take one for the team and die. I need to get that on my bucket list off. That doesn't just happen. You'd think you'd have heard about that shit. He has kids with another woman. Uh, you would think that you would think that this shit would have already fucking cropped up, but it didn't. And so my my assumption th- thus far, hearing the tapes that Amber herself recorded, and then everything else that we've seen up to this point from both him and her for depositions in 2016 and now, you know what it points to is that Johnny is already somebody that is dealing with a lot of personal baggage. Clearly, we heard about it during this fucking case. He aired all of his fucking dirty laundry since childhood for the public to hear. So we know he's fucked up in that regard. And then you add somebody who now, as of the other day, we had the psychologist come out and give her 25-page fucking report to say, yeah, histrionic and personality disorders all combined into one. You put that with somebody like Johnny, there's a reason why if he was verbally abusive and aggressive to the, dist- the, the, the point that we've heard on these tapes, it's likely because she drew it out of him. Listen to how she talks to him. Well, I mean, she she for she did a lot of videotaping, man. It was almost like there was a it was almost like she was planning to frame this dude. Like there it was just too much. There's just too, it was too many coincidences. And like you she's admitting to hitting the dude to, every yeah, time he leaves. She was trying to draw <laughs> out. It was almost like she was baiting him to do shit. You know, it was like. Uh, well, she did she, say, she "Tell the world, him. Johnny, and see who will believe you." Yeah. Which at that point, the case, the judge could have said, "All right, guys." Yeah, I'm going to save us six weeks. We can all go home now. Literally yeah. on tape saying the shit. Yeah, it's, just... cra- it's, it's crazy. It'll be interesting to see where this, where, this all, where this all lies uh, in the end. But There you go. It's, sad, it's, a, it's sad one way it or another, sad. man. It's it sad. is sad. It is but. sad. I do hope that, like, my the cap this off for me, I do hope that he wins this. Public opinion, I think he wins majority right off the rip but i do hope he wins in the court and then i hope that a major studio that's not disney takes a chance on him to just give him a redemption in some sort of major role and bring him back into he the fold because yeah. he deserves he deserves the dude's a fucking good actor if you haven't if you if all you've seen is pirates you, you maybe maybe go and check out some of his other shit the dude's been doing this since the 80s he's been around he's been around for a hot minute uh, in the surprise and uncharacteristic post, oh wait, how the fuck did this end up here? That's a game. That's a. Oh no, it isn't. This is movie. <laughs> I, I, I debated myself. In a surprise and uncharacteristic post from uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, Miyamoto via the Nintendo Twitter account, it was announced that the Super Mario Bros. movie has been moved to uh, release on the seventh uh, of April, twenty twenty-three, for quality assurance reasons. It was a classic. It ain't ready, and at Nintendo, we don't release it until it is. Kind of deal. Uh, so there you go. You gotta wait to see Chris Pratt as Mario for a little while longer. Uh, the Batman 2, unsurprisingly, has had its sequel announced with Robert Pattinson returning. Uh, I caught the, the, the Batman since it went digital, uh, here. Managed to watch that. Uh, I enjoyed it overall. I thought, I, I did think, I didn't love it as much as some people did. I loved Robert as Batman, I think he did a great job as Batman. Um, 
Colin Farrell, was it, that did the Penguin? Yeah. Uh, fucking stole every scene yeah, that, that he was, was in. That was I want, really I want, good. And we're getting a spinoff, I believe, for him doing yeah. that. And I'm watching the, f- he sold the fuck out of that spinoff being yeah. on, on, uh, in the scenes that he was in. Um, but for me, I think my, my only real gripes with it, I like that it was basically noir Batman, right? It's crime solving noir yep. Batman. But in attempting to do a whole bunch of setup, clearly, for two more movies that come after this, for me, it got a bit muddy in terms of keeping a consistent antagonist. Like, we know that, like, at a base level, the Riddler is te- technically, like, the the overarching uh, yeah. antagonist for the film, but it kind of loses that in the mid section of the film because of the detective solving bits where he's pulling in like the penguin and the people that work for the penguin and the people that are also working with the city and all the other shit that's going on and then all of a sudden the riddler pops back up like after the middle part of the movie and be like surprise remember me i was part of this movie uh and and so like it got a little bit muddy for me um but i understand why it happened it's definitely a whole bunch of setup for the next movies that are coming uh it was shot well some beautiful scenes uh, in that, my favorite is probably the fight in the hallway in the dark, guns going off, oh, and was it was dope. like stop. It was Dude, like stop motion that animation. IMAX, man, that shit was hard as fuck. Yeah, that was hard as fuck. That was that was yeah. probably the best. Uh, the best. That's shot. like one of the. That was one of the dopest scenes in any Batman movie I've ever seen, and it was just like gritty, dark, yeah, realistic, oh, artistic. Dude. It was the, like it was it, all it, of the things. Oh, it was good. That was a great. Yeah. That was a great fight yeah. scene. I had goosebumps um, during that scene in the theater, man. And oh. like the sound, like the soundtracks, and just the that it was. It was. It's definitely. I think watching it on the biggest screen possible definitely will add to the experience. Hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I, I actually think that the Riddler was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, simply I, I agree. because we didn't really get to see Batman and the Riddler do a lot Interact. at all. Um, <laughs> and it felt like the Riddler felt like a couple of other different villains kind of mixed, mixed in one. Um, the, 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 he, Penguin. He, he, it was like they took the Unabomber bomber from real life and were like, let's make, let's make modern Riddler just the Unabomber. Yeah. I mean, I didn't More hate, like... I didn't hate him. I just, no, I just, no. it was, it was like, it just wasn't your traditional, um, comic book, type villain which i also enjoyed but i can see why some people weren't resonating fully with with that with that character and sort of that arc mm. um but uh yeah i still really really liked the batman it's yeah good. yeah i did too uh avatar 2 received its official title this week it will be called avatar the way of water uh which will release on december 16th or the 14th overseas mission impossible 7 to be titled dead reckoning part one and is coming july 14th of 2023 with the sequel to arrive june 28th of 2024 uh and since this is a part one part two i'm wondering if this is tom's bowing out of the franchise mr black what do you think um yeah he, i think he's gonna do he's doing two more right did he already say that this is the show for yeah these? I, do be- I do believe that seven and eight i i don't know if he said right off the gate that like this will be the last one ever but i know that they were filming seven and eight back to back um for budget purposes um and he also got like crazy a crazy budget as well um for these 
I'm going to assume this will be his last one, um, or we might see him visit it again in like 10 years for like one final shebang. 75-year-old Tom Cruise. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't sur- I mean, true. he's probably what? He's probably in his mid-50s now. Yeah, I think he's um, in his mid-50s. Mid, mid mid-early 50s. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise. Let me see how old he is. He's probably like 54. Oh, wow. He's 59. There you go. He's pushing 60. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean. That's his last one. He still looks good. <laughs> I mean, he's still doing his thing. It's, it's, I still believe it, but, like, we're getting towards the end. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and just because Canada needs all the W's it can get, Mr. Black, our very own Matea Roach is on her je- still on her Jeopardy streak and has amassed nearly 400,000 USD in her last 17 games thus far continuing uh to win she won the other night by like a, a dollar uh, one <clears throat> to con- by one buck to uh to continue on and and uh and so uh godspeed matea and uh keep bringing home the money because thanks to the housing costs here uh you need some more you need to win some more um double that actually if possible and then you can buy a house so keep going keep winning jeopardy Mr. I mean, Black you can buy time. a house with that, but, you know, you're just going to put 20% down. You're not going to yeah, put, you're not, you know, yeah, you're not not put it outright. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But if you're on Jeopardy winning 17 straight days, you best be buying a house outright. You, you, can't, you can't be fucking doing 20% on that bitch. Mr. Black, it's time for a very short and concise... Uh, tech support. Patreon.com slash like TV. Uh, $10 more a month gets you a couple of perks. Chiefly, you are able to ask us questions that we uh, put up on a post on Patreon every week called Tech Support. We answer them in the time that we have, which today is limited. Mr. Black has yeah, a meeting. I, got, I literally are, have seven minutes. We are to going to like we are going to slam through a couple of these. Uh, time tricks. Do you prefer spackle or drywall compound for wall repair? Drywall. Yep. Uh, spackle needs to be on a textured wall, otherwise you're going to have a bad time. Um, eight, nine, ten. Best two characters for a DC slash Marvel crossover movie. DC Marvel crossover movie. Hmm. Batman and Deadpool. Oh. It's the straight man and the comedy relief. I need a buddy cop Deadpool Batman say, crossover. I will say Batman versus Iron Man. There you go. There's a good Two choice. Big ass billionaire, you know, big personalities. Big personalities. Yeah, yeah. Both are humans. Yep. Right. That use technology. No superpower. No superpowers. I think that that would be the. I think that would be amazing, and an even fight. It would be like who can outwit one or the other. Uh, yeah, I agree. That would be would be uh pretty dope. Um. Mm. <laughs> here you go jeff this is a good one for you you've been given an unlimited an unlimited budget to produce the best reality tv show ever created what is the name of the show and what's its theme for example love island or the ultimatum etc etc what's your what's your ultimate reality tv show sounds like you just want to spend even more money to put even more people on an island yeah i mean <laughs> uh, t- like temptation island um you know, maybe call it, um, oh man. <laughs> Jeff just wants to personally fund Temptation Island for the rest of his life. Is basically. Yeah, bro. I, I, I want to, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to figure out anything that's, that I would enjoy more than Temptation <laughs> Island. I really don't know. 
Reality TV is one of those things that you don't know that you wanted it or, or enjoyed it until somebody was crazy enough to come up with a concept and then you see it. It's really yeah. difficult to sit down and go, all right, what works is reality TV? Because, I mean, think about how much trash reality TV there, there is that has existed and gone away and not been a success. Fuck. It's yeah. not easy to come up with one that sticks, right? It sticks around for a while. Um... Uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I'm, I'm similar. I, uh, my reality TV show has been, was canceled because the producers, uh, of the show were idiots and ended up resulting in the, the suicide of one of the members. And now the show is like permafucked. And that was, um, that was, uh, Terrace Aaron's House. house. Terrace House. Fuck, Terrace House. Yeah. Terrace House. Yeah. So that was, that was like, that was my, that was my like slice of life crack um for a while and then they went and fucked that up because the producers were stupid um and uh and then sadly lost a human being because of it so that was fucking dumb uh but yeah that's that's more or less that was like the 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 pocket of reality tv that i could watch a lot of in perpetuity the really trashy stuff i need breaks i need i need cleanses in between and then i go back and i binge them but i need cleanses but like a slice of life type shit i watch that shit uh day in and and, uh, and day out um dr samurai asked what's the count on the number of the grind copies sold mr black do we have an update uh i i can maybe maybe figure this out um uh historical to date oh, i'd have to individually count these months I would say what for uh, I mean if you were to count digital and paperback we're probably 14 1500 nice yeah and that's not including like Kindle unlimited where people can read it for free oh, like right. these are yeah, just yeah. like you know part of the program or whatever sold. uh on average I sell uh, on average, I sell about two books a day. Let's go. Yeah. So, um, it's slowed down actually quite a bit. Actually, that's, that's a lie now. I haven't sold a book in a week. Dun, 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 dun. Time to yeah. sell out. Yeah, Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> Search grind. it right now. The grind. Yeah, Get your copy today. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I only sold 17 copies this month. Uh, during Christmas and stuff, it, it, it spikes. But I don't really, I don't ever really advertise it that much. Yeah, you don't even you know, advertise it, just, it. Yeah, it's just like organic now. You know, it's just like doing what it does. You've put it out into the wild. Yeah. Uh, Yano uh, asks, uh, finally unlocked this tier after two years. Well, thank you, sir. Welcome to to the the uh, the tech support tier. Thank you. Quick question here. If you could magically bring one natural feature from another part of the world to Nova Scotia, what would it be? Are those golden Hawaiian beaches your first choice? Let's hear it. Uh, no. Uh, I, <laughs> I would, I would, cause we, our beaches like, yeah, they're rocky and stuff, but we have enough beaches here. It's not like I'm, um, yearning We had a couple of like beaches. pretty, pretty yeah, decent, decent beaches, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, 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 the weather it has to be, it's not the beaches uh, that are the problem. It's the weather. That's what I'm going. That's what I'm going. Listen, man, if, if we could bring Florida weather. Minus the humidity. Minus. Yeah. Minus the humidity. <laughs> I mean, I'll even take the humidity over the fucking shit we got, but like, give me, 
Oh, 100%. Give, give, just give me sun. Like, give me warm. We're talking 15 plus degrees Celsius year round. I'm not talking fucking seven months. I want that shit all year (laughs) round. Uh, And Nova Scotia, you know, would be an amazing place to live. Now it's just a okay place to live. And the things that the things that made it amazing aren't so amazing anymore. So yeah, yeah I'm just gonna go with weather. Give me sun. Yeah. If I could reduce, I don't need year round because I've said this on the podcast before. I think I would get tired of it. But, but I can I, travel I, somewhere and get some cold. You know, yeah. I would much rather have to travel to get that cold, maybe go skiing, go to another province or whatever and get mm. get get that feel. I don't want to have to travel to get the sun. I want the sun to be here and then travel to get cold because the cold, it, it gets old, man. I mean, fuck, this week it feels like first week of October. Like It's just dog shit weather right now. It's bad. I would, it's bad. I, I would say the only other thing that I'd like is, if I could bring features here, if we could get like the... Um, um the the mountains and glacial lakes that they get out in in alberta out that out that way they're pretty dope and would would fit in with the rest of our of our topography and and uh and uh and what we have here as it is uh i think that would be be great we're relatively outdoorsy people here in general and so adding some of that would be kind of nice because we have lots of lakes and whatnot but you know you slap a lake louise and a mountain behind it and you know that's a step up (laughs) <laughs> from what from what you know from what we have here so that, i think i'd probably go with that and that's it ladies and gentlemen ask your questions if we missed them this week because we do have to cut it a little short for the meeting so we'll yep. uh we'll get your questions next week if you ask the same ones just copy pasta unless you come up with what you think is a better one and uh and we'll we'll get to those guys next week thank you so much for stopping by hopefully you enjoyed yourselves hit the follow button here on twitch or on youtube if you haven't already uh hit up the rss feeds anywhere where you can get your podcasts uh you'll be able to find us tell a friend about the podcast if you think they might enjoy it and until we see you next week peace peace